This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, along with fellow man child, Johnny Carlo. And we are coming back at you for the Rick and Johnny podcast right here on Most Valuable Podcast. I will get into why we have had the two-week postponement, not postponement, the two-week awayness. No, that's not a word. What am I looking for, Johnny? Uh, hiatus. Hiatus. That's the word I'm looking for. The two-week hiatus. Cool, I know hi- Atus that we had here for the Rick and Johnny podcast. I don't like that Before I do that, let me go ahead, get through the housekeeping. Number one, make sure to support us so we can keep doing what we love doing for you guys, and that is this. We love podcasting, love doing videos for you guys. Make sure to help us out on Patreon down below in the description. You can also get our T-shirt, our MVP T-shirt down below in the description as well. You can also get that at mostvaluablepodcast.com. You can catch MVP each and every day. And then last but not least, you can make sure and go on to iTunes, go on to Apple Podcasts, and give the Rick and Johnny Podcast a five-star rating if you think we're worth it. Man, those were those tots that you gave me earlier today from White Castle? Yeah. Yeah. They're, the gas is getting to me. That's why I'm getting a little burpy right now. You're like five. I know. I am five. I am a man-child, no, Johnny. I'm saying you had five. Oh, yeah. You had like five had of like them. Five. I had like five. But yes, a little bit, a little gassy. That's why I'm getting a little burpy right now. Got to be burped like a good baby always does. I don't know. But I'm fine. <laughs> go over to iTunes and make sure to rate us and give us a review. Let us know why you like listening to podcasts each and every week. But Johnny, we got to talk about our hiatus. And our hiatus was for a distinct reason, and that is we got hit with a bombshell two weeks ago. I mm. want to say it was two weeks ago. No, I'm going to look think... up the exact date because we haven't podcasted since it happened. So on November 12th, about two weeks ago, yep, two weeks ago, we the first podcast, I'll be honest, happened beforehand. So that was I was sick and I didn't have a voice. Or no, that was you were sick. Or something. The 11th? Two weeks ago? I don't think... I was sick. I don't remember what... One of us, I wasn't feeling good. That you was were. it. I mean, so, you, the 11th, I you, wasn't feeling good. Last week, we had one week last week where we were kind of... We needed to recoup a little bit after the tragic passing of Stan Lee from Marvel Comics. It kind of, it kind of hit us a little tough, and that's why... Man, legend, hero. I mean, it... It also helped that I did not have a voice yeah. um, and was not on the fast break that weekend also because I did not have a voice. Yeah, kind but of put the damper on it. It also uh, it also hit us kind of hard. So what we're going to do is what we're talking about today. Number one, we're going to basically remember Stan Lee, kind of give our homage to Stan Lee and kind of talk about what these characters have meant to us throughout our lives. Like between you and me throughout our lives, kind of get that conversation going. You guys can tell us what you think in the comments. Then we're going to move on, talk about the Lion King remake trailer that we got released to us on Thanksgiving. And then we're going to end the show talking about will we ever see Deadpool in an Avengers movie. But let's start off with the Stan Lee. So November 12th, I'm at work. I see it come across. And the weirdest thing, you know what's the weirdest thing about it? Hmm. About an hour and a half 
before I saw it on my computer, one of my fellow coworkers came in and I was talking to him mm-hmm. about the C2E2 that you and I went to. Oh, Where wow. we stood in line waiting for Stanley's autograph. He came, did some autographs. He left, then came back and like how much like you wanted that autograph because you didn't know how many chances you were going to get. That was supposed to be his last time touring around doing autographs anyway. So Mm -hmm. it's like, no, I need to get this. And it was just weird for me that I tell that story hour later. I go, it wasn't posted an hour later, but I looked at my computer. I was like, holy crap, what the hell? This can't be real. And then it was real. Yeah. Before we get into what all these characters mean, what was your, what are you kind of going through with the loss of Stanley? Um, well, I found out probably w- one of the worst ways possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I had someone that I don't talk to very often just message me and go, or just message me a, a, a screenshot of them. Like, okay, they were he, thinking about you. No, he. I'm like, he puts on things that like aren't true because I've checked mm-hmm. it before. It's like, yeah, no, this person's not dead. I'm like, this this can't be real. No, and I had to look at. I'm like, oh, you're like it's real. Oh, and then you sent it to me, and I was like, "I know." Yeah, I know. I thought it, thought from someone who talk we mm-hmm. we actually talk all the time. Mm-hmm. It would be like, "Hey, I you, I think you need to know about this." Yeah, and here's the thing I want to. It is hard, is, honestly. This is the greater thing of it, and this is like everything that I've seen so far is everyone like what these characters that obviously Stanley. Has created first thing I just want to say, and this is just something that sticks with me. Mm-hmm. The one thing I've seen on Twitter that I really don't like is the people that go ahead and post. Like, I saw a couple posts that are like, I don't know why everyone's so sad. Like, Stan Lee hasn't even written for Marvel Comics in such and such long. It's like, yeah, but without Stan Lee, there is no Marvel Comics. Exactly. It's you not started what it Marvel today. Comics. We're not having these epic movies. Without what he started exactly years and years ago. So I just want to kind of this is going to be kind of like a free flowing mm-hmm. kind of a segment, just a conversation. And obviously I can't throw it to myself, so I'll throw it to you. What if you had to think about it? And I know it's a real deep question. It's not real like a for sure. Like here's a distinct answer. What would you say these Marvel characters? What is Marvel how what has it meant to you through your life? A lot, honestly. Um Well, I don't I don't did we do it for a uh favorite heroes as a topic for We did top fives. You did your top five and I did yeah. my top five. Did we was that for an our actual podcast or was yeah. that for uh it was us uh Patreon? It was us. Okay, yeah, it was I wasn't an sure. podcast. And uh, as you know, like Wolverine means a lot to me, but all these heroes mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um well, you're a Marvel guy. I'm a Marvel guy, and these heroes mean a lot more to me than I don't know. I don't know how to describe. It's hard to describe. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have like their own things that played into my life. When that first Iron Man movie came out, mm-hmm. was like a game changer. I was in music education, and at the time, even yeah. then, 2008, which graduation year, that started mm-hmm. getting me thinking. Maybe I want to play more into... We weren't even friends at that time. We weren't. And this that movie is the one that's like made me start thinking, maybe I want to play more into those th- the thing other things I like to actually do mm-hmm. and be like... Not just music, music, music. Yeah. I mean, it's like I like building shit. I like doing this. And that's the one thing that made me start thinking about that 
Like, I don't, that's all I do is this other thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's, I am, yeah, I start going down that, like slowly going down that path. But it's like, that's not the only thing. These movies to me are inspiring. They make you like, they make me want to be, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm having trouble. Go with, ahead. With me, first off, yeah, go I ahead. did find it about, it was May, it uploaded May 3rd okay. of 2017. And I believe it posted like the next day. So like May 4th, 2017, we did do a Rick and Johnny segment of top five Marvel superheroes. So yeah. I'll put that above Johnny in case you guys want to go check that out. That was a long time ago. Like, it was. It feels like longer, but it's only been a year and a half since that. But like for me, I'll be honest, I was more, first off, I was more of a DC guy. Yeah. Like as a kid, because that's what I go back to as a kid, most of my experiences with heroes were cartoons. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a kid that oh, had for sure. all that's, the comics. Like my parents that's didn't how I buy started me too. all the comics. I didn't get like I wasn't the kid that got the weekly issue every week. Exactly. I'm same boat. So. It would be cartoons. And I mean, for me, how it went down is there were three superhero cartoons for Marvel and DC that kind of were my jam. The number mm. one was Batman. If Batman, oh, sure. the animated series, was on, The Adventures of Batman, I was all in. Loved it. Loved the style. I just, Batman was my, and is, my foregone favorite. Then there was the Spider-Man animated series, which I loved also, and why Spider-Man is probably, he he and Batman kind of do this every Peter. once in a while. Um, but Batman is the true number one, if that makes any sense. Because you're a DC guy. And then there's X-Men. Yeah. Like, those were the three. Like, the Fantastic... Like, I even remember, like, when the Fantastic Four movie came out, my dad was like, oh, well, you should check out these comics of the Fantastic Four, because, like, that's what was really big when I was a kid. And it's like, I'd look at it, and I was like... I was, like, 15, 14 years old. I was like, all right, the movie looks a lot cooler than this. Like, and yeah. that was just me, the... the at the time, being a dumb kid and like the old medium, not relating to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. It's not really clicking in. Whereas now I can read something older and go, "Oh, this is just how it was at the time." It's not yeah. going to look as crisp art-wise as it does now. But for me, those were the two main were Batman and Spider-Man. Spider-Man, but obviously Batman wasn't Marvel. So, like for me, Spider-Man was my jam. Like he was. The one that I always latched onto, and I was watching a video this week on YouTube because, of course, everyone is posting videos of Stan Lee mm-hmm. left and right. And there was, I can't remember what late show he was doing it for. I think it was like one of the off ones that I didn't even know the guy behind the desk. And the thing that he said that I didn't think about until that point was he said that every character, especially Spider-Man, they tried to make them real. Like, the decisions that they are going to make, the ways they are going to act, a real person would act that way. Exactly. And, like, you could relate to the character 100%. Like, let's be honest. Like, Batman, I can relate to some things. Like, hey, I get angry sometimes and this and that. But I will never be as wealthy as Batman. I'm never going to go through that same trauma as Batman to where it's kind of like you can relate, but you can't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where Spider-Man, 
any kid growing up in high school could say, I could be Spider-Man. If a spider bit me, I could be Spider-Man. Exactly. They're, they try to make it... Um, as they, uh, one, one, I watched a bunch of videos afterwards mm-hmm. and like, the, like some final words from Stanley, blah, 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 mm-hmm. all those things. And one of them, uh, stated, and I'm sort of paraphrasing it is that, how do I, I don't remember what I was going to say now. <laughs> um, that they were writing for them, mm-hmm. not like necessarily for everyone else. Cause they yeah. would write what they wanted to see. And it just happens that. Everyone else that wanted to read Marvel comics mm-hmm. also liked it. it or just, like he would say they're that ca- they're they not would... purposely trying to cater to everyone else. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to write something I would like to read. Mm-hmm. And hopefully everyone else would like to read it too then. Well, and it that, makes it more personable. And that kind of relates to, I'm going to bring this into a broader scope. Yeah. It's kind of like YouTube. Mm-hmm. Because how many creators do you know where the story is, hey, I just created videos that I thought, like that I would like. Pardon me. That I would like. That I would like to watch. Yeah, and exactly. There's other people out there that want to see the same it. interests as you. Like we're not like cased in our own bubble. And it's like I'm the only one that likes this, and I'm the only one. Like there are people out there, numerous people, yeah. that have the same interest in you. Exactly. Or interests as, as you, you I would say. not in you yeah, necessarily. That's, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> as you. Um, but like for me, I just. Another thing, too, with it is maybe it's where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. I haven't really said this on a podcast. I maybe have said it in passing left and right. But one of the things that I've one of my goals in life is to write a graphic novel. Yes. I want to write a graphic novel. And the this whole thing started with you, I. And this friend group that we used to hang out with, you still do. I don't as much because I've kind of enforced myself and entangled myself with everything MVP. So I just yeah, don't exactly. have time um, for a ton of social things mm-hmm. except like with the MVP guys. Um, but oh, where was I? We created a superhero group, like yeah. satire group. It's a the, superhero. Say it. Revengeancers. The Revengeancers. And it was... So you had your Which, to be fair, we thought about this before Thor yes. Ragnarok came out, way before that. This was <laughs> this was when we went to Comic-Con the first time, which was right after the first Avengers movie. Yeah. That's when we put this together. Yeah, I think it was maybe about a few months after we started making jokes mm-hmm. about it, because it all started with jokes about me working at Kohl's. Yeah, because you were at Kohl's, and your character was the... Retailer. Explain the retailer, because I'm not going to explain it. Basically, explain it's it. sort of Iron Man-esque, but um, I think the big joke about it was like the repulsor type thing mm-hmm. makes the register sound. <laughs> and Boop. like there was Boop. our friend Mike. Oh, what was his called? The Green Swoosh? Green Swoosh. That was one that him and I started as a joke in high school. Well, he always had the Green Swoosh. That was a since high school yeah. thing. and. His was obviously this is satire. And it's all his satire. Was Superman based. Superman was, with a he gets the power from cheeses. Yes, he gets his power not yellow from the sun, cheeses, but from yellow cheeses. And mine was the most serious of them. It was a the Crusader. The Crusader. It was like a Batman Spider Man hybrid. Yeah, like a Batman Spider Man hybrid villain and a hybrid hero. Yeah. Um, I said villain because I'm thinking in my head. So. How this timeline worked, we came up with that character, 
I went all in. I like went on a superhero like creator. Yeah. Made an outfit for him, made a secondary character that would have been like his love interest. And then like after a while, like after a couple of years, I remember going to Mark and going, hey, we just we're doing a graphic conversation a little bit consistently now. Do you want to write a graphic novel? He's like, dude, that would be awesome. And I remember one night we sat there. We didn't even write a page. Like we got maybe a a page of actual like comic slides, mm-hmm. but it was nothing like in depth, and yeah. it kind of just fizzled out. But recently, I've been really like because I've been throwing the ideas at you and stuff over and, time. Yeah, past like year or so, I'm we've been bouncing back and forth, and with this. I'm not going to say, like, oh, this is happening, and it pushed me through it, but, like, just listening to some of the interviews from Stan Lee, it's mm-hmm. like I'm taking things, and it's like, yeah, I want to make, make my character relatable like Spider, because my hero that I'm creating is a Batman, it's a Batman-Spider-Man hybrid. It's taking two of my favorite heroes, taking their qualities and kind of mashing them Together in a way. Exactly. Um, and the one thing, I don't know if I should say this um, because I don't want anyone to steal my ideas, um, but I'm going to say it anyways. The kind of twist that I had with it is that because it started out where kind of a Gwen Stacy kind of a thing. Yeah. Where he kills, he stops the mob, like a mob shooting, but in that kills the police chief. The police chief's daughter is his best friend, his love interest at school, whatever her name is, girl X. Um, And then she becomes basically, it was this whole thing of like, she becomes then a villain in a way where it's like, she wants to kill him. She wants to kill the crusader, but doesn't know he's the crusader. Yeah. So, like, it adds, like, the origin, it adds in that audience, no, the audience knows the answer, but it's like, ooh, I can't wait until this plays out, and eventually they're going to find out. They're going to find out that they're one another, because then you got another origin that, obviously, you don't tell in that one, maybe you do in, like, a one issue, but then you got to tell her origin, and then everything that I was going to do with her as well. So, mm-hmm. that's kind of what this has also been doing. It's kind of those seeds are growing a little bit. Cause that is besides this, that's one of my biggest dreams is grow like not growing seeds, um, writing a graphic novel. Cause Mark released yeah. that new song with his um, wife. And I saw that and I was like, I got to do it. I got to do it. Like this is something that mm-hmm. outside of what we do here. This would be something that's really cool. And I know I yeah. took a lot of time with that. But no, I understand because it's sort of something along the lines of that that's kind of inspiring mm-hmm. you. And there's uh, quite a few quotes out there that, that I've heard more recently, but I have heard them before from him too. And it's just starting to inspire. Like I'm pushing back towards my other goals again. I got a new job. Mm-hmm. It gives me benefits. It's going well so far, but I'm going to, I'm pushing back towards my other goals of. Starting my own business eventually, eventually down the road. I, I want to do cosplay business. The nerditorium thing okay. that I told you about before. Yeah. 
I don't. I don't want to get a whole all yeah. in depth about it right now. But I know um, you've mentioned it. I've probably pushed it to the back. Somewhere. Probably somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I just want to start doing. My little guys are going through more, filing cabinets right where, now. Where was it? Where was it? Was it? Not but, even computers. Just filing cabinets. But it's also like I like a lot of his quotes that have come out. Like not even sprung up. They've been out before mm-hmm. of how to treat one another. Like the X Men. That's what it was to show that. Equality. Just because you guys, someone's different, doesn't make them bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to. I'm gonna. This is gonna be a very paraphrase. That mm-hmm. guy right there, he's your brother. The girl over there, she's your sister. And the kid over there, well, he may have the the proportionate strength of a spider. Yeah. But still, treat everyone mm-hmm. with respect. And this is a man that, like, these comics mean, like, these characters, these comics mean a lot to. Me and you as well, even though you're not like a Marvel fanboy. Yeah, I'm not. You're not a Marvel fanboy. They still mean something to you. They do. And especially like you, the way I would describe it is for you, all the characters mean something. Yeah. For me, it's maybe, I'm going to, the X-Men, I'm just going to put into one entity. Yeah, no, that's fine. Maybe like one or two, maybe three or four, like not a ton. Like, whereas if we went over to the DC side. It's most of DC I have for my, you. I have my love-hate with Superman. Yeah. Um, one podcast I would love to get our friend Pete on the podcast. Okay, yeah. He's the he's the mastermind where we use his studio. Like, mm-hmm. this is his studio that he lets us use. And he is a Superman fanboy. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to have a conversation with him on the podcast because I've had a conversation with him in real life. Because Superman to me never appealed to me. Yeah. Because I couldn't relate. I'm not going to have superpowers, but on the side he relates to is what Superman stands for being good to one another, like doing the right thing. Yeah. Like, I just, with me, I could never see myself like as Superman because I will never be an alien with superpowers. Like, The Flash. Yeah. I'm not going to get, like, the Flash could be the closest thing to Spider-Man. Yeah. Because you're not going to get bit powers. by a spider, but, like, I could see myself being the Flash. Well, not me personally, but, like, Dave, that's his favorite hero. I could see Dave being the Flash. Yeah. Whereas and Batman, it's honestly, like, I'm not going to be a millionaire, but if I was, would I be a vigilante? See, like, for, as, a ch- as a kid, that's why Wolverine was and still is my number one. Mm-hmm. He, like... The it's ultimate kind of, loner. Well, not just that. It's inspiring, like, to a sense. Because I was sick a lot as a kid. And I know that, I know I did said the same thing mm-hmm. on the other podcast. I was sick a lot as a kid. If it wasn't one thing, it was another. It was back mm-hmm. and forth with different things all the time. And it's like, you know what? Even though I'm sick all the, like, all the time, he's the one, like, what, going off of, like, how his attitude was. And not the, not the loner, pissed off type thing. The survivor, the mm-hmm. push through it all. And yeah, no, there's things people have had a lot worse than me, but he's the one that helped me get through through sixth grade, through all of high no school. No matter what happens, he can repair himself. Yeah, and, just and fight my it. thing is, I, I always fought through it. Mm-hmm. Constantly, like, I'll just say one thing is, uh, I'm not even going to say what it's called. This is a fucking mouthful. I've told you this thing before. <laughs> Basically, I got dizzy spells all the fucking time from like this was fifth, in like high school, fifth grade through high school, okay. through early college. Mm-hmm. This is almost like a 10 year span of getting these. Yeah. And I still get them off and on. But I learned at first it was I was on medications for it. And then it's like 
I pushed myself. I got myself off the medications. I pushed through them, mm-hmm. and I get them. But guess what? I pushed through. I got. I pushed through them, and I survived. I've had it where the room starts spinning. Kind of like, and you figure that's out not like vertigo, is it? No, if the name of it's transient neurocardiogenic instability, my <laughs> you got that like down to like I do. There was no flub whatsoever. I had to, <laughs> and then people will be like, "What the fuck is that? What I'm did like, you just? <laughs> what did you just call?" No, it? I had people go, "What did you just say?" I'm like, "Oh, let me slow it down because I got to the point where I could say it. It that was just fast. so fast. Yeah, exactly." Um. Oh no! I get dizzy spells, potential mm-hmm. of passing out. Which again, I fought to never pass out, mm-hmm. even though I like black spot spots and everything in my vision. I took that men- that like the little bit of mentality. And to me, all these characters, even your the DC ones, mm-hmm. you don't take like verbatim the character. You take elements of their personality. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I know this is the movies now. I've been taking kind of notes on Thor's attitude on everything. Mm-hmm. Try to find a semi-sunny disposition. You mean point break? Yeah, point break. Thank you. <laughs> Damn you, Stark. Um, but just try any... Honestly, mm-hmm. after that first... We've both changed since that first Comic-Con. I feel like I've become yeah. a lot more confident ever since my first Thor cosplay. Mm-hmm. And just that's sort of helped me become more confident to think... Be like, be like, pull person personality traits out of these heroes, mm-hmm. and try to be like them to that degree. Don't change your like, don't change who you are, but like, you can t- take the inspirations out of how they act to say, you know, I want to be more like this. Mm-hmm. Because I would, when we first met, how fucking shy was I? Very how shy. Ve- how little did I, I mean, talk? Another thing too is this isn't all of it, but it's a part of it. Yeah, this has helped with that. Exactly. Doing this, this like yeah. actually talking into a microphone because <laughs> I've been doing this, this, like talking into a microphone since freshman year of college. Yeah. Um, where I was college radio and it's just natural to me. But mm-hmm. like go back and watch that first podcast. Like Johnny is kind of shy, doesn't know what to like. Wh- when do I jump in? What do I say? Exactly. This and, has helped too. But yeah, I mean. And now it's kind of bled over, and this is just what I've seen from the outside, it's kind of bled over into the Johnny that I met, first off, when conflict arose, step back. I mm-hmm. don't want conflict. I'm not going to stand exactly. up. I'll just let it fizzle out. Where now, if it needs to, you'll actually stand up for yourself. Yeah, that's Which is true. nice to see as well. Yeah, no, you're right. I would just back down and just... Mm-hmm. Wait for it to pass over. No, you're right. I do actually. If I if I feel like it's like worthwhile, and I don't mean to have this segment just turn into a psychoanalysis of Johnny. <laughs> That's I think the different time. Yeah, but this is yeah no. But I mean, it just comes down to what these characters mean to you. Mm-hmm. What this whole type of genre even means to you. Yeah, and I think and that this this sorry. I'll, go ahead. Keep this. Going. This guy is the one that started. All the Marvel stuff, so yeah, he's a significant part of it. He's the one that, if you're a Marvel fanboy, he's the one that like started it all. Even if you're a DC fanboy and you love these specific Marvel characters, he's the one. Spider Man was his baby, tech, to, exactly. Yeah. Like he, st- um, him and Jack Kirby, him and Jack Kirby, but he's the one that like 
the editors are like, no, no, no one's like. I, mm-hmm. I was actually watching videos again. Nobody's like this. He no, goes, no, it's no like, there are people are it's like, like this. People, well, no, the way what happens, like, no one likes spiders. You can't make a Spider Man, and no one wants a hero with actual like problems. Mm-hmm. Look at these other heroes. It's like, but look, Spider Man came out in the last version of um um shit i forgot what it was called some mysterious you're talking about his first appearance his first appearance um i forgot what the comic book line was called i'll look it up you keep going with your thought yeah but then there's all of a sudden boom people loved it and it it flourished that's Mm -hmm. where spider-man came from amazing fantasy 15 yes amazing fantasy i couldn't uh, because there's also like mysterious something Mm -hmm. that thor was in a few of those and i can't remember no, but like Excuse that's, that's, that's that's why me, and that's where we've broken off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where back when Spider Man was created, yeah, it was a much different time. Like it was a time where even think of parenting back then. Like yeah. we have talked about, and I'm didn't expect this to kind of wrap up into this, but I'm gonna say it anyways. Um, didn't talk about mental health back then. No. Like back when our parents were kids, and even a little bit when we were kids, it was toughen up, get through it. There were some points where Exactly. Depending on what it was, like if it was something really like hurtful, I would have a my parent or my grandparent be like, Okay, it's okay to cry. But there would be some things where it's like I would just start to cry and my my dad or son would be like, Stop it. Like don't like and that's why for me... Depending on what it was. Yeah, no, you're right. I had the same. And that's why, and this is, I don't mean psychoanalysis with Ricky, but that's why through my childhood, the one biggest battle that I had was there had been times I wanted to cry, and I was in my bed just crying and thinking to myself, are you ever not going to become a man because you cry? Because what it used to be is men don't cry, men don't show emotions, men are strong, men are this. Or even like... You- and that's what these characters, to me, every single... I would look at these characters, and Spider-Man was huge because I grew up... Like, the animated series Spider-Man was a little bit older than I, older yeah, than us. Yeah, he was college. He was college, but like... But still related. As I grew up into high school, Spider-Man, those were... I could see those problems as my own. And it was also like with me and Batman, it's like the biggest thing with this is kind of like my Wolverine, your Wolverine moment, but me with Batman is it was kind of like it snapped into my head. It is okay to feel these emotions because my favorite hero is one of these, I'm not going to say strongest, but uh, like willed, he is the image of what the man was. Where be tough, hide your emotions, suppress everything, and even he has emotions. Yeah, even he Same has emotions, Wolverine. and it's like it is okay. And that's why for me with DC, that's why I kind of latched on to Batman. Plus, I mean, as a kid, I thought it was a total badass. Yeah. But that's the same, I Mm -hmm. I can say the same thing with Wolverine. He was able to, yeah, he was like tough and blah, 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 but um, he's also, they showed him having that soft side finally, the Mm -hmm. ability to show emotions and what Especially the emotions that he had 
when you even get into the love triangle between him, Gene, and Scott. It, that, that, even that, yeah. I mean, he wasn't, like, he wasn't not able to show emotions where, mm-hmm. like, you said, like, you were told not to cry for this. How many times do you remember seeing your dad cry? I think three throughout my life. Zero. Three, because... ever. Like, I can't... I can't remember a time. Death and family, death and family, something else. He probably cried when, like, a death... When his father or mother died. Yeah. But, like, I don't remember it. I don't remember it. Like, that that to me, and that's another thing that... Why I was like Like, I vaguely remember when my grandma died him Mm -hmm. crying. Most of it was, like... Hidden. Uh, one other time when a uh, very someone very close to him passed away, I do remember him mm-hmm. crying. And then there's one more situation. That was it, though. Mm-hmm. Throughout my whole life, even then, I wasn't like there, there for it. I remember yeah. either being told or mm-hmm. like not even being told, like hearing it a little bit. Yeah. And like that's what nowadays getting to so what like, I was gonna because I know we. We start on this, then we get off on tangents. Yeah, we get off um, a lot of tangents, but but hey, these I mean, are related to that main point. Exactly. Nowadays, this is going back to what you said um, about how they were like, "Oh, no one's going to want somebody with real problems." The day and age we live now, and with YouTube and what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. there are so many people out there. Like the biggest thing about YouTube and going to VidCon and seeing all these different creators, it's just. It's helped me realize a little fact of like the great the great thing about YouTube, and I sorry for my pod our podcast listeners. I don't mean to kind of seclude you, but really anybody who listens to a podcast like this, you're listening because you either relate to that person. Like I'm going to take one an example, Markiplier. Mm-hmm. If I showed you a picture of Markiplier and just said this guy has over 5 million – he's probably on more now – 5 million subscribers, I'd be honest. You'd look at him and go, that guy? That guy has over 5 million subscribers. He looks like a normal fucking dude. A normal fucking dude. But why does he – why is he so successful? Because people watch him play games and it's that kind of – it's that – you're hanging around with your friends, like that old co- uh, couch co-op, like Dave would always say, because he grew up with older brothers, he never needed to play. Mm-hmm. He was fine just sitting there watching the game. And that's yeah. why Dave thinks that he likes Twitch so much, because he can just watch someone play a game, and now I have to play it himself. Where I'm on the other side, I got to play it. Yeah. Like, I want to no, experience I, I like experience game. the actual game. And, My decisions. Well, I mean, Dave also, let's be honest, is not a huge council guy. So if it's a council game, True. his thumbs don't really. He even says, My thumbs don't work like that. Um, but like. He got that stupid thumb. But even like the one channel, I haven't listened to them recently since I got my new job, but like kind of funny. Mm-hmm. The thing that I love about them is, and some people could say you hate it, but like they call their fans. The best friends, like kind of funny best friends. Mm -hmm. And it kind of automatically pulls you in. And it's like, you know what? After you watch a lot and you listen, it's like you kind of feel a little bit of that. Like they kind of feel like your buds. Mm -hmm. Like you're sitting around the table talking to your buds. You can comment in the comment section. You can hit them up on Twitter. And it's just the society that we live in is a lot more open 
to that than it was when Spider-Man was created when they told Stan Lee nobody's going to care about problems mm-hmm. the real no people. No one wants to see. Yeah. Because that's Heroes all with we real want people. to see right now. Because they want, the, like, oh, they want to see, it's like, oh, we want, people want to see heroes without problems with mm-hmm. being super, being like, no, no, I like, like, we learn people like relatable superheroes. Mm-hmm. Superheroes with actual problems. Another Because thing, it makes them more real life. Another thing I like that you said about Spider-Man that is so true, that kind of is another thing I'm going to use when writing mine mm-hmm. is he goes, I wanted every decision that he made. I wanted to feel like an actual human decision. Exactly. Like you reading could sit there and go, yeah, I could make that decision. Or like, I could think that, or, or I could like, see, at least yeah, I could see, I could where see he why he picked that yeah, why over he, the other one. Yeah. Even if it was a mistake, even if he picked something and it didn't turn out the way he wanted. Exactly. Like, it was a humanistic decision. Makes and them choice. human. Makes them exactly. relatable. Makes them relatable. And that's the one thing I love. Maybe that's why Spider-Man's my favorite Marvel hero. Yeah. Maybe that's the fact of it. Anything else that you... We have gone a long time on this one, but I don't care. It's been a I mean, great it's discussion. important because I want to put a... Um, I'm trying to think how to what the mm-hmm. word what the word is now. I want my our condolences to mm-hmm. the Lee family, to all the fans of Stanley, um, anyone that it meant his comics, his movies, everything meant anything to you. Mm-hmm. And I, with me, the biggest thing that I hate right now <laughs> is those negative people. I don't let. I them, agree. Don't let them get to you because, like, the thing. Actually, I, I do want to say something to those negative people when you're done. The thing that I hate about it is. Like, I I get where they're coming from in a sense where it's like, th- A, this guy didn't know you. B, you didn't really know him. Like, why? It's like, but we care so much because it's kind of like when, I'll put it in this sense. It's kind of like when a YouTube star that you've been watching and watching and watching mm-hmm. dies. Just goes away. Because there have been tragically a few of them that have like either one over here, one over there, either died of something, might have uh, tragically committed suicide. And it's like you have all their old videos, but they are now gone. Yeah. And that is what the Stanley, the Marvel community now feels is that this this man that was kind of there and provided so much entertainment and just life experiences through these comics for us is now gone. So it's kind of like you, it's kind of lost. Like we lost our grandfather. Well, I'll put it this way. And I don't appreciate people (laughs) that Mm -hmm. downplay or kind of shit on it to an extent of, Mm -hmm. Oh, well it's just comics or he didn't have much to do with it lately. It's not about that. It's a, he started it. He's the guy Mm -hmm. that was there for all of it. He, on multiple times have stated he loves his fans, mm-hmm. which you love. I like who doesn't like hearing that he appreciates us as well as mm-hmm. we appreciate what he's done. Yeah. But the other thing is what it, it's, it's just like if your favorite actor, your favorite singer, your favorite f- sports player, mm-hmm. whatever sport it would be, football, baseball, basketball, mm-hmm. if they just passed away, what what they brought to the thing is now technically gone. Mm-hmm. Though the spirit can kind of live on. I mean, th- that person, whatever they did in your life, 
is gone. Is gone. They brought something to it. It's not necessarily gone, but mm-hmm. that like being there is gone. So yeah. there is some emotion attached to it, no matter what it is. So whoever, whoever is like saying that other thing needs to rethink because there's something in their life as well that they mm-hmm. look up to like that. Yeah. And if that were gone, like the person that started that or whatever attachment to that, it's gone. They, you have to relate it that way. You can't just say, well, it's this blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, kind of think before you go, well, it's just comics. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing where I go back to the last thing I'll say is what you said. When they were writing stories for themselves, they weren't thinking, Stan Lee wasn't thinking like, I'm going to have this immense universe with all these characters. He was just writing stories. That he would like. He was just writing stories that he would like, and hopefully others would like him as well. Exactly. And we did. And we did like him. We, we loved him. We actually loved them. But this is where you guys, if you haven't already, come on in um, to the conversation. Let us know. Please say everything you feel about it. Anything we talked about. This was this this was a doozy. This mm-hmm. was a doozy of a segment, but I'm glad we did it. So anything we talked about. A lot about, of psychoanalysis. Join in <laughs> on the conversation, obviously, in the comment section below. But, Johnny, let's move on into our next topic. I don't think it's going to be as long as Probably the Stanley one. Um, I would be shocked if we went 40 minutes on each of these. Um, okay, psychoanalysis and how, yeah. how this, what this meant to you. What did the Lion King mean <laughs> to you? Um, but the Lion King oh, remake, God. we knew it was coming. Didn't know a trailer was coming. No, we did not. Um, on no. Thanksgiving, or I did not know. I didn't either. We didn't have a heads up on that one that and I knew of. found it at the Thanksgiving table, showed everyone, and my, like my aunt said, God damn it, now I have to go see it. Um However, there are some critics to this Lion King movie, and two of them I've seen. There are two articles here that are both from Screen Rants. The one says why the realistic Lion King remake looks worse than the original. And then another one, Disney's biggest Lion King mistake is live action. So, Johnny, the question that I just want to ask and kind of talk about here, are the critics wrong? Are they wrong, or are we just being so hyper-defensive of a great masterpiece that we remember from our childhood? Um, no, I think they're wrong. Because <laughs> I'm just thinking about, like, scenes that we got before. And not to mention, we got James Earl Jones as Mufasa. So, I mean, they did right on that. The He's only thing, back. The only thing that could have made it better is putting, uh, I don't know. Jeremy Jer- Irons. Jeremy Irons as Scar. I mean, maybe he's got that Alfred stuff to deal with, right? Yeah, well, that's a whole lot, yeah, isn't it's it? It's a whole lot to do right now. <laughs> what, a whole uh, 10 minutes of screen time tops? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get you. But I mean, I think the biggest complaint from people no, yeah, I get it. is that it's live action. Should that I mean, even matter? Like, it doesn't. I mean, and let's be fair. It's live action. No, that's what they're saying. Like, there's even the critics are like, well, it's not really live action. It's just CGI. I think they're just putting it in their live action genre. Because it looks live action? It looks live action. It's kind of the, it's not animated anymore. It's not like hand-drawn animation mm-hmm. anymore. It's the next step up. Yeah, I get it. It's all CGI. Mm-hmm. But get over it. Here's, I'm going to take this. You're just arguing semantics at this so, point. In the article, Why the Lion King Remake... Um, the realistic looks worse. Uh-huh. Here are some things for why Ooh, this sorry. person, Hannah, who wrote the article, doesn't like it. She says, here's one small quote. All all this is not to say that you cannot tell a good story about animals unless those animals are cartoons. 
Nature documentaries like Planet Earth take footage of animals in the wild and create white-knuckle dramas using the power of editing, music, and narration. Simply, movies like Homeward Bound use highly trained animals to act out scenes and then use voice actors to convincingly give those animals personalities and emotions. The push to constantly improve CGI and visual effects has led to a mentally to a mentality that the more realistic something looks, the better it looks. But for the purposes of telling a story with animal characters, a realistic style of animation is just objectively worse than the more exaggerated and cartoonish style. It takes an extremely valuable element of filmmaking, the ability to convey emotion through facial expressions, and flattens it. Okay. I really didn't see much wrong with the animation. I thought it actually looked really cool, really good. What they're saying is not the animation, but because it's... It's animated? Because it's CGI and not cartoon... It might be harder to show those facial expressions that you get. But my kind of, and this is just something I'll throw out there. Yeah. What did you think of The Lion? Or what did you think of The Jungle Book? I thought it was good. Because The Jungle Book. And you saw the emotions in their faces that, of what an animal could show. Because they tried to stick with like the facial features an animal could actually show. You didn't think that. That fucking tiger scared me. Oh, for sure. Especially the addition of uh, Idris Alba's voice mm-hmm. conveying. Like I forgot that was Idris Alba. It is Idris Alba. I forgot about that. But let's put it this way: Mowgli, Mowgli, run! Wasn't it the Mandarin? What's the, the Mandarin? Ben Kingsley. And then you had fucking uh, Bill Murray yeah. as Baloo. Blue. But no, it's a combination of things. It's not mm-hmm. just the animation. It's also the voice actor. It's a, it, Let's say Idris Alba didn't convey it like that. You think it would have been nearly as scary? I don't think so. No, and that's why to me... But his... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off. His facial features that he made like when he was mm-hmm. pissed off at, about Mowgli being alive, his voice and his menacing tone, or the... I'm top dog now, throws the wolf off the cliff. Mm-hmm. All that. Do you know... It's very scary. Do you know if for that movie... Yeah. Did they do the same thing they do for Andy Serkis? Where, like, Andy Serkis, when he played Caesar in Planet of the Apes, they had all the, like... Or, like, Thanos. They had all the dots on the face and the camera in front so that you could see. I don't remember the if they did that with them. I don't know if you would, because like you said, in a, you mon- want to be a-, a monkey, monkey or an ape is different. Like they, they could have maybe make- done it with Christopher Walken when mm-hmm. he did uh, King Louie. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> Christopher Walken is King Louie. A little bit do. <laughs> I want to be like you. But like that's yeah. a, the no, one I don't, thing I'm going to throw out. It's there. the only one that like you can track. The other ones you want to actually like mm-hmm. study these animals. Yeah. And like when it's pissed. How much of its lip does it raise? Mm-hmm. Um, when they kind of look relaxed, what does it face? What does its face look like? Mm-hmm. You wanted to show the animal's version of that emotion, not like a humanistic one. Here's the thing that I think they needed to do, mm-hmm. and which will counteract this. First off, I think we're focusing too much on this. It looks beautiful. It does. I agree. It looks like. And the whole thing, the reason why I think they're doing this and not just making it a cartoon 
is if you just make it a better cartoon, you're just made. It's like just make it HD and you don't want it to seem like you're re put you're, it out to video, put it to, straight to video. Exactly. Well, not just that. It the analogy I'm going to use. It's you're not taking an old car, giving it a nice polish, and then pushing it out as brand new. Like that's what that would feel like if it was a cartoon. Like, yeah. What if you're going to make a cartoon? Tell me a brand new story that you haven't told me yet. Well, um, but hell. Or, go but ahead. The finish. thing that I wanted Sorry. to get to is the thing that I think is I don't want to say counteracts, but. Yeah, counteracts this kind of argument is who do you have playing those characters? And right now, right now, if you look at the cast, Donald Glover is our Simba. Mm-hmm. Beyonce is going to be in it. She's going to be, Nala, I, I believe, older Nala. Yeah. Then you have John Oliver as Zazu. Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. In the, um, the hyenas, you're going to have, oh... Uh, two of them. One of them is um, from the Dora Milaje. Oh, what's her name? Um, the head of the Dora Milaje. Um, I know that's Okoye, but I can't remember Okoye, her actual name. Yeah, but that's who I was looking for. Okoye, Keegan-Michael Key. But then also we have, oh, shoot, what's his name? I think he, I can see his stupid face in my head. <laughs> um, he, he had that late night show on Adult Swim. Where he'd make the comedians do stupid oh, stuff. I know who you're talking I wanna about. I want to say his last name is Miller, but I'm not quite sure. I'd have to look it up. But um, I think it, uh, Andre. 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 Yeah. Dave, Eric Andre. Eric Andre. That's who it is. So Eric Andre, um, Okoye, Mike and Keegan Peel. That's your hyenas. Those yeah. are your three hyenas. You no, know I'm kind of surprised also. That but they didn't I, make I, one like Ed? I am, but I'm not. Well, that too. Maybe they will anyways. Yeah, I don't think so. Probably not. Um, but they didn't get Wolfie Goldberg back. <laughs> she was one of them. She was. She was. But it's like, it's one of those where it's, Mufasa is different. Like James Earl Jones. Like you can't recast Mufasa. No, you can't. All cannot. right? Like that's a voice. Like, that's as soon too as, pronoun as of a soon voice. As you, when you hear the phrases Pronouns. or think of the phrases, everything the light touches, you say it just like James Earl Jones would as Mufasa. Everything the light Every, touches. Everything the light touches. Will someday be yours. Remember who you are. Exactly. Like you think James Earl Jones. Like that is one. That's the only part of me is like Scar. Why didn't you fucking get Jeremy Irons to be Scar? Like that's what I think of with Scar. But I'm gonna faith I'm convinced that, uh, that Mordo from Doctor Strange can, can do a get good it done. Job. Yeah. Because um, I mean, Idris Elba knocked it out of the park. He did with, uh, um, with Bagheera. His, with Bagheera from the Jungle no, Book. No, Shere Khan. I'm sorry. That's right. Bagheera is the, the t- Panther. Yes. Um, Mowgli. <laughs> Mowgli. But yeah, I just Mowgli I, run. I look at this and it's just like I look at all this hate. There are some of it. Like I'll be honest, one of our. One of our fans on Twitter, I saw a tweet that he put out of yeah. like, is anyone else not excited? And like, I looked at it and went, all right, you're not old enough. Not touching. You were not old enough um, to experience this. It's like, I'm not touching as it this came one. Out. Like, we were four years old. Exactly. When The Lion King came out. So it was, this was right up our alley. So by the way, keep your kids home. This is mm-hmm. for us. Well, the funny thing about that, I saw on Facebook. <laughs> I saw the memes already. One of my friends posted it. It was like all the movies we're getting from Disney: Captain Marvel, I sent Avengers, that to you, I Toy think. Story, um, Lion King, Aladdin, and then there's something else because there were like eight of them. 
and I've only got through five. Avengers, did um, you say? Yes, I said Avengers. Um, but the whole thing with it was the bottom picture. I'm it was like me out. in movie theaters in 2019, and it was a picture of Billy Madison when he's in the preschool room. <laughs> When he's just sitting there listening to the story. And it's like, yeah, no, that's how it's going to be. Like, nostalgia is going to kick in. And... Okay, I've got the list when you're ready. Go ahead. March 8th, we are we are getting Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I almost said Miss Marvel. March 29th, we're getting Dumbo. That's right. Dumbo was the other one. May 3rd, we are, and possibly sooner, mm-hmm. we are getting Avengers... I'm going to say Infinity Wars Part 2 until they give us the name. Annihilation. Yeah, you can say Annihilation. Annihilation. Um, we are getting on May 24th, Aladdin. Mm-hmm. June 21st, we are getting Toy Story 4. Mm-hmm. And then finally in July 19th, we are getting Lion King. And so I, my first thing when I sent it to a few yeah. people was, damn, Disney, you're taking the whole summer. Dude, they are just knocking it. Here's the thing. No, though. they are taking the whole summer. Here, here's the thing I want to, I want to ask you. With Toy Story, when I saw Toy Story 4, didn't Toy Story 3 end with, like, a logical ending where it was like, you don't need to tell anymore. I thought it was a logical ending, too. You don't need to tell anymore. Andy's chapter is done. It's like, I just hope that Toy Story 4 is not just going to be a money grab. I hope not either. But, yes, they ended logically as Andy's like, you know what? I'm giving these toys away. To this girl that I feel like... She mm-hmm. would. She's gonna be really good to them, unless they're gonna tell her story now with the Maybe. toys. But it's like, why, why? Just let that one end. Let it end. Let it die. Let what he dies. Thing. Like let it be its thing. Also, this summer is gonna be very, very emotional for me, mm-hmm. um, because two of my number one and number two top Disney movies are being remade and released this year. Do you know what which ones they are? Well, there's three of them being made, so mm-hmm. I, I have I have a third two thirds chance of you getting it right. Inkling that one of the one of these things is not like the other one. Is one of them Aladdin? Yes, Aladdin's number one. Lion King. Lion King's number two. Okay, so Dumbo Sorry, is not Dumbo. in that listing. Sorry, Dumbo. Okay, I, I wasn't know, sure. I don't know what my number three would be. I like Sword in the Stone. That's. I would be love for them one. to do Hercules, especially Hercules. before Danny oh, DeVito dies. Man, Hercules, Hercules, yeah. That's I want one. Danny DeVito to be Phil. I'll say this, and someone else said this, but it just popped into my head. I'm surprised they didn't make a sequel to Hercules. They've done Aladdin 2, yeah, Lion right? King 2, this 2, that 2. The Aladdin's like no, 1 through 4. No Hercules 2. They even had a Disney Channel series. Yeah, Disney Channel like, series for Aladdin, Disney Channel series for wasn't Hercules. It Aladdin and the Thieves of... Aladdin was just like the Aladdin in like just day to day adventures. That was called like Aladdin and the King of Thieves. Yeah, King that's one of the that one of the actual movies. Yeah, okay. that's when he finally finds his dad. That's right. That's right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. How many years later? But I Over twenty. Yeah, I just I feel just putting this one to bed. I just feel like. I feel like we relax. It's gonna, relax. relax. It's going to be a good movie. I want to say one thing about the whole. Uh, the, I, and I get it, she's not saying for them to mm-hmm. do this, but uh, yeah, I get like you made the connection with uh, Homeward Bound with trained animals. Those are dogs and cats. These are lions mm-hmm. and many other dangerous animals that you ne- can't necessarily train like that. Here's the last thing. Very I well. will. Um, 
Here's the last thing I'll leave you from that article. Yeah. We've only seen a glimpse of the Lion King remake so far, but it's looking worryingly, worryingly like a shot-for-shot remake of the original, which in light of the points above means that it has a considerable risk of being of just being the Lion King, but worse, exclamation point. Okay, I don't well, know about the worst dot, part. Dot, dot, but worse, exclamation would you, point. Would you, let me ask you, would you have a problem if they no. just did a shot-for-shot shot remake of Hell it? Hell no. <laughs> just, Hell just no. realistic-looking animals? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Because, I mean, they better have, i I'll be honest, they better have the, the one, one of the main parts they better have is. Think of it this way. What, think back to Beauty and the Beast. Oh, what? Obviously, it wasn't a shot for shot. It was pretty close. It was pretty close. Yeah. It wasn't a bad movie. No, it wasn't. Like, come on now. Come on now. Exactly. Come but on my, now, people. But my like, my main thing is like, well, you actually better have some shot for shot parts. Like, dad, get up, dad. Where he's pushing him. Yeah, with exactly. The paw. With his nose and paw trying to get mm-hmm. Mufasa to get back up. I want to see that uh, that uh, can we can he feel the love tonight? Now that it's not uh, oh, no. cartoons. Oh no, <laughs> no, Ricky, you, you don't get to see that in that part well, that you're thinking of. We're not saying, and I know they're not going to go that far. They're Disney, but I'm thinking, <laughs> hey, what are we going to do with uh, with that one? Because cartoon, that's the thing too. You can get away with some stuff as a cartoon that you can't get away with CGI. As CGI. That's true. Also, want to see a very good be prepared with a lot of green light. They're not doing be prepared. No, they're not. And the <laughs> reason sucks. the reason why I heard they're not is because of the Nazi salutes that were How about just change the the actual like you don't have to from, do the page I could be wrong. The page Somebody to page could let's see, be prepared the Lion King remake i thought i saw something where yeah, you talk about the goose stepping hyenas yes. we don't have to have goose stepping hyenas yep here it is so this was from earlier this year in february this is from slate.com uh-huh. the lion king remake has revealed its song list and it leaves out one of the original's best songs yeah it's one of the best villain songs out there so be prepared is not going to be in the Lion King. Well, that sucks because, uh, I mean, just don't put the goose-stepping hyenas in there. That's all you have to do. Um, don't take Don't omit a great song. There's going to be four four of our songs in the film from the original. Can You Feel the Love Tonight, Hakuna Matata, Can't Wait to Be King, Circle of Life. This wedding is horse shit. Let's be honest. That's every song except for Be Prepared. Yeah. Am I wrong? That is. Am I wrong? Like, I think that's it. I don't remember Can't another think of song. I can't remember anything after really, really after Akuna Matata. Mm-hmm. I think it's all just. Well, I can't wait movie. to be king. That's at, that's before Hakuna Matata. Yeah. yeah, Akuna Matata. Well, Hakuna Matata. Then can you feel the love tonight? They're oh, like okay. Together that, I almost. forgot about that one. Yeah, they're like this. So after can you feel the love tonight? It's just all movies. <laughs> you know what? Movie after that. You know what? I can't wait for what. So, Nala. Sneaks up on Pumbaa, right? Mm-hmm. Beyonce is gonna sneak up on Seth Rogen. <laughs> well, just seeing the eyes above with that little beetle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now Beyonce, the Bay, the Bay Queen, is going to uh, try to take a bite out of Seth. Rogen. I really want to see hear Seth Rogen scream. She's gonna eat me. <laughs> She's gonna eat me as he runs away. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think. Are 
the critics wrong? Are they right? Are you not happy about it? Are you hyped for I'm happy. it? Let us know what you guys are thinking down below in that comment section. But, Johnny, let's end the podcast going back into the Marvel side of things, but it's more Fox and Disney Marvel. Well, we did we did Marvel, Disney, mm-hmm. well, all of Marvel. Then yeah. we did Disney, and now we're doing Marvel. Fox, and we're bringing Fox into the discussion. And the thing we're going to talk about is basically Deadpool, will we ever see him in an Avengers movie? And the reason being is to set this up. Ryan Reynolds has said in an interview, yes. there's going to be no more standalone Deadpool movies. Now, the F- Fox Disney deal, there's going to be no more standalone Deadpools. Oh, if anything, it's going to be like him and X-Force in team-up movies. Oh, really? Also, hmm. he has tried to get, and he's trying to get Hugh Jackman to come back to cameo as Wolverine yeah. alongside him yeah. as Deadpool and I know Hugh Jackman has talked about he'd only put on the Wolverine costume for, for an Avengers movie. Um, and with Deadpool, apparently Bob Iger loves the idea of having Deadpool in a Avengers movie down the line. Really? And huh. they're usually saying when Bob Iger likes something, it happens. Like, that's what happens. He's the head of Disney. Because Bob Iger also said he wanted to keep Deadpool R-rated. Exactly. Like... Usually that happens. So what I want to ask you is, do you think we are going to get, or will we ever see Deadpool in an Avengers movie? Uh, for now, the only thing I can think is no more than a cameo. Because mm-hmm. they haven't really like written it in where he can kind of fit into it. Because mm-hmm. usually when they, they, they fit someone in nicely. Yeah. Mar- that's what Marvel does. That's what Disney Marvel does. Uh, they don't just kind of shove people in there, so that's why we're not. Well, obviously, we're not going to see any of the X Men at this point, because mm-hmm. no one's kind of even somewhat nicely well, written in. Other the, than the funny other than the thing fact of, we have, we have not mutants, but what miracles? Yeah. Which once this goes through, we can finally start mutants. calling them mutants. Maybe the we can reveal thing, that though, she is a mutant. What I instead. found out is Dark Phoenix, New Mutants, and X Force. Yes, they're going to be. They are. Made by Fox, yeah, but they're going to be released by Disney. Really? So Disney gets to put their name on it nice. because they own the properties mm-hmm. by that point. But it's kind of like Fox's last movies that they come out with. Last stand. Except for X-Force. X-Force is one that's going to have Kevin Feige probably as an executive producer. Okay. Just to kind of pop in and be like, hey, are you fucking things up? No, do this. Don't do that. And then it'll basically be once you're done with this, report to me for your next next assignment. Like kind those, of. no, we don't fucking do this. <laughs> exactly. Like he's gonna be there to make sure that it fits in or it doesn't go against what they've been doing. And here's one thing that popped into my head right as you started talking mm-hmm. when you said that R-rated Deadpool. Yeah. Do you think this PG-13 Deadpool movie that we're getting? In Christmas, the Once Upon a Deadpool. Yeah. Do you think that is not just a, hey, here's another Deadpool movie, but more importantly, because the idea I heard was pitched to Ryan Reynolds on Twitter. What if it's Ryan Reynolds going, hey, let's do a PG-13 one to show Disney what it would be like as a non-R to kind of make my case so that Deadpool can live on in the Disney-verse? Well, I mean, to some degree, that might be like some like... Part of the brain saying, mm-hmm. yeah, that'll also do that. But what the article I read is that what, why they're doing this is, A, it's like 
they're taking Deadpool 2, mm-hmm. taking all, like, making it able to be PG-13, mm-hmm. adding a few new scenes that were not in Deadpool 2. Yeah. And a chunk of the proceeds are going to the Fuck Cancer Foundation. Okay. And then what I think it's supposed to be a dollar for every ticket sold also goes to that. Okay. And so I just was like, this, let's be honest, is probably Ryan Reynolds' idea, but mm-hmm. thank you, Fox, for going yeah. along with that. And I mean, not, I'm not saying that the whole thing is just, hey, we got to show that we can be non rated R. Yeah. But maybe a little bit of it is, hey, let's show Disney. We can be non rated R. That we can be, that Deadpool can be non rated R. Because let's be fair, to. if they really wanted to, they could have made an R rated Disney movie, uh, Disney, R rated Christmas movie. They could have. But I think it's also like to make it like the family or more family mm-hmm. oriented to a degree. Because I mean, more people are more likely to take their kids to see a PG 13 movie. And then if you say proceeds are going to cancer, it's like. Got my money. Ca- not f- not going to cancer, going to fight cancer. cancer. But I mean... That- Ron made the same mistake in this statement last well, night. I mean, the thing that I look at is the Avengers is tricky because it fits the mold because of like Ryan Reynolds said. Mm-hmm. Team up movies. That would be a team up, wouldn't be just Deadpool yeah. himself. Here's the thing. How do you fit him into... The story, by the time we get to that next Avengers movie, too, is far down the line. That's the big question. How do you fit him in? The thing that I think is more realistic is fitting him into a Spider-Man movie. Kind of like how you know you have the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah. Deadpool is one. You could make Deadpool one of the villains. Villain? Villain, because he's the mercenary. He's hired to kill Spider-Man. Mark with a mouth. He's hired to kill Spider-Man. Or Spider-Man has to stop him from killing someone. Exactly. One of the two. I would say it's more so that, because he's buddy-buddy with Spider-Man. Because I think it'd be funny. I think it'd be funny to see Tom Holland Spider-Man with Ryan Reynolds dead. I think it would be hilarious. I think it would be quite... You know what would be the funniest part? What? Um, Them having another casual conversation, Mm -hmm. and uh, Ryan Reynolds... uh, they both pull off their masks. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Holland. Oh, you're just a kid. You're just a kid. here. <laughs> oh, my God. Or he makes reference to uh, Toby Maguire. You're not Toby Maguire. <laughs> I could see. Or even Andrew Garfield. Yeah, it's you're like, not Andrew Garfield. Like, Didn't so- you used to be taller? <laughs> Didn't you used to be taller? Oh, definitely. Definitely say one of the, has to say that at one point. Yeah. But I feel like that would be a good, like, Spider-Man Deadpool spinoff movie. Mm-hmm. I just, like... Then again, we also have to get Sony's permission at that point. Yes. Well, let's be completely honest. And Sony, another thing, bringing, this, bringing them into it, they have scheduled two movies, I believe, for... They've scheduled two future movies that many people are just assuming are Morbius and Venom 2. Like, that's hmm. what we're thinking. But they do have two movies officially scheduled into time blocks, I think, for next year and the year after, or two next year, one of the two. But they have two movies locked in for dates. Wow. That we're assuming are either going to be Morbius and Venom 2. Um, but the thing that I think, let's be honest, the whole th- the reason why we're having this conversation is kind of backstepping. Is Deadpool even viable with Disney? Yeah, I think like, he can be. Because before we would say, oh, you'd have to have him all on his own by himself. 
he can't interact with anyone because he's R-rated. I'd say if anything, though, it'd be a lot of them would just be cameos. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like it says on the thing it says on the internet, I wouldn't be opposed to it being sort of like the stand-in now for the Stan Lee cameos. Because mm-hmm. I have something in there. Kind of like instead of Stan Lee cameos, it's Deadpool. Cameos, yeah. Because he can break the fourth wall. And, and be, he can be wherever. In, yeah. He can be in anything because mm-hmm. he can break the fourth wall. True. So. You know what I would love for them to do? Huh. They're not going to do it, but I would love for them. Well, I shouldn't say they're not going to do it because I never thought we would get an R-rated superhero movie. Yeah. And we live in a time where we do. I would love if down the line, Disney, it would have to be R-rated. It would have to be. But if they did a movie wrapped around Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. I would say that might be better off as a like a TV series, though. Isn't that a pretty long story or no? Not really. But, like, hmm. there are several different, like, iterations. iterations. But, like, the one that I'm thinking about is the one that Mark and I read where you can pick a couple heroes and it's just Deadpool trying to kill them. Like... The the Wolverine one sticks with me the most. Oh, because yeah, how he, how he kills Wolverine is he's got him, like, chained down his knees almost like this, and it's just flamethrowers. And the flamethrowers go until Wolverine is this close to the um, point of death, and then they stop. And then he slowly heals himself. Once he heals it up to a certain point... Flamethrower. Turn back on. Exactly. So, yeah, he keeps him in a... He's in a constant state of pain. A constant Constant state state of of burning alive. Like, constant state of uh, purgatory-ish death. Exactly. So, like, he sort of dies, but doesn't die. Exactly. Like, that's one that I feel like I would like to see, but I don't know if it will ever I don't think Disney would ever do that. Exactly. Like, that's one that I would love to see. Like, with Deadpool, though... Well, one would be a great way to play play off by probably the first Deadpool PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. Him waiting, because we all know you get one F word per um, PG-13. PG-13 movie. Do you really? I think so. Okay. From what I've read, and I could be wrong. Someone correct me if, if I am wrong. I've been saving this one. Fuck. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait for it. Like throughout the whole movie, he's about to say, like, not the time. <laughs> and like not someone else time. goes, not the time. <laughs> and he's about to say the F word again. Not the time. And then all of a sudden, like, let's say it's with Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Like, very end, like, the end plan. Like, we're going to need the plan to finish this off. Mm-hmm. Well, what the fuck are we going to do? And Devil goes, <gasps> <laughs> Like, that was my word. To I say. wanted to do it. Yeah. Like, oh, that's what I want. That's what I want for the first PG-13 Deadpool movie. I'll ask you this. Do you think we'll... Do you think... Now to kind of spin it. Yes. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Said he'll only come back and be Wolverine if it's an Avengers movie. Will Disney do that or will Disney just do what we're assuming and just when they do the X-Men, just recast? My money is... (laughs) Just recast them. My money Sorry. is... I, I, I had a tickle in my throat. Yeah, I was waiting for you to finish your, your tickle. Yeah. But do you think they'll recast him I or feel let more, him be in an Avengers movie? I feel more like they're going to recast because I feel like he's not really wanting to do it necessarily. I feel... From what I've read. If they unloaded a Brinks truck and said, you're in an Avengers movie, he I would I think come he would back. do it. Then it, I would hope they would go along. If he wants to do it, I'd hope they go along with it and mm-hmm. let, let him do it. Yeah. 
But if not, then I think if like if he's not like really into it, they're definitely gonna recast. They're not gonna another. If he doesn't seem like wholeheartedly, yeah, I would like definitely come back and more like another hey, idea. Yeah, I'd come back. Another idea I've heard, yeah, is because they introducing the X Men, the next Infinity War like event that they could have mm-hmm. is Secret Wars. True. And what they could do is multiverses. And yes, we have our recasted Wolverine, but because of Secret Wars, all these other different versions of characters are coming out. Have Hugh Jackman cameo in that movie as a true old man Logan? There you go. Like with the gray hair, because they're starting to they're starting to pull the old man Logan out in mm -hmm. in the actual comics of the uh, yeah. uh, Two six two, you know, or six two six, or whatever the the main universe is. Mm-hmm. Now, Old Man Logan is the set Wolverine yeah. for it. But I mean, they could do that too. Where yeah. it's like we have our Wolverine, but because of the Secret Wars, we're gonna well, cameo an old, a real old <clears throat> Wolverine. Well, cameo, no, not cameo. The Secret Wars is actually supposed to be sort of a t- tied to the Scroll Invasion, not mm-hmm. a multiverse, right? Yeah. So I mean, that would be cool if like maybe make the new wolverine a scrawl and then like old man logan shows up and just mm-hmm. puts like two claws through his back and they're like wolverine and just drop him uh, on the ground let's see there's a lot to this it but basically a, fake. a cosmic ent- entity so i'm just gonna read it yeah go ahead a cosmic entity called the beyonder um Fucking observes beyonder. the mainstream marvel universe Fascinated by the presence of superheroes on Earth and their potential, the entity chooses a group of both heroes and supervillains and teleports characters against their will to Battleworld, a planet created by the Beyonder in a distant galaxy. This world has also been stocked with alien weapons and technology. The Beyonder then declares, I am from beyond. Slay your enemies and all that you desire shall be yours. Nothing you dream of is impossible for me to accomplish. The heroes include the Avengers, um, three members of the Fantastic Four, everyone except for um, Mrs. Mrs. Fantastic, Invisible Woman. Um, Solo heroes, Spider-Man, Spider-Woman 2, and the Hulk. The mutant team X-Men. Magneto is featured as a hero, but immediately becomes non-aligned when the Avengers question his presence. In 2015, Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars revealed that Deadpool was also a chosen hero, but the Wasp accidentally caused the other characters to forget his involvement. Um, And then it just goes on. Let's see. Uh, Let's see. The heroes. Spider-Man finds the black costume for the first time. They're unaware that it's actually a symbiote like Eddie Brock. Huh. Something about... Kitty Colossus ends his romantic relationship with Kitty Pride. The thing chooses to remain beyond behind on Battleworld and explore the galaxy for a year, and She-Hulk temporarily joins the Fantastic Four as his replacement. Huh. So a lot of a lot of stuff happens. It does. Yeah, okay, right here. The thing's girlfriend, Alicia Masters, was replaced by Lila, a scroll spy. Mm. So it does have to do with the scroll in some ways. Um, yeah, so that's basically it. Um, remain happy couple until the scroll's true identity is exposed by the thing, 
and the Puppet Master. Huh. But that's really the next big event. Either, like, the next two big events that they can lead to is either that or if they're going to do Avengers versus X-Men. Could do that, yeah. <clears throat> Could do that as well. Um, I mean, there's other big baddies out there, To Like, Kang the Conqueror mm-hmm. could be I'll ask you another this. Avengers one to fight. I think we talked about this before, though. Does Deadpool need to be in an Avengers movie? Do they need, need? to incorporate, or should they just say, hey, you know what, we're just going to leave you separate? I wouldn't put him in an actual Avengers movie because I don't. I just don't see it because you know, maybe I've never the read. Styles conflict too much. I feel like it does, and not to mention like maybe one Avengers movie, but I feel like it'd be like it, so far everything's been focused on Deadpool, mm-hmm. which could be the problem. There's only one kind of movie he could be in, huh? A Takawahiti movie. Yes, that's it. Like in, yes, unless you're gonna have a movie with. Takawahiti is the director with that kind of comedy style, like Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. That's the only one I could see. Yeah, I think the Avengers ones are in. just all the actual Avengers ones are too serious for that. Because like, you could you imagine him in Infinity War? It'd be mm-hmm. a total contradiction. It would be a. Tra- I'll be honest. It would probably be a train wreck mm-hmm. because his style and what actually goes on way too conflicting. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll ever see? Kind of maybe like this PG Deadpool. Will we ever see Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds together on screen? I would love Deadpool to. And- I would love to. I think it would come down to if Hugh Jackman's going to come back. But I could see a Wolverine Deadpool movie being mm-hmm. made by Marvel. Apparently, he was supposed to be in Deadpool 2. Was he? Or Ryan Reynolds wanted him to be badly, mm-hmm. but he couldn't because at the time they were shooting Deadpool. Fox was sending him all over the globe to promote for The Greatest Showman. Oh, okay. Because The Greatest Showman had just come out, and they wanted to promote for that. Because not many people probably knew what it was before. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's The Greatest Showman? What's The Greatest Showman? So he was promoting, doing interviews for that. Any final thoughts before we wrap everything up? No, I'd be excited for him to finally enter the Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. And I can see... They won't have the same hit, but like if you have like team up movies with mm-hmm. Deadpool, PG thirteen, like X Force, X Force, a Deadpool versus or Deadpool with Wolverine mm-hmm. movie, whatever else you want to put it. That, um, I think you, as long as you pair it up, it's PG thirteen could work fine with him. Let me see really quick. Wikipedia. Let's see what teams have he has he been on. Alpha Flight, I think, is another one, but I don't think we're getting Alpha Flight anytime soon. So here's the partnerships: Spider-Man, Blind Al, Bob, Blind Al, um, Cable, Copycat, Domino, Weasel. Um, Team affiliations. Here, here's all of them. Just right here at the end. Mm -hmm. Agency X, Astonishing Avengers, Avengers Unity Division, Code Red. Deadpool Corps, um, Frightful Four, Great Lakes Initiative, Heroes for Hire, um, Landu, Luckman, and Lake Magia, um, Mercs for Money, Secret Defenders, Shield, Six Pack, Thunderbolts, Weapon X, X Force, X Men. What if you put them in a. What if they include them in the X Men universe? Yeah, I could do that. Oh, the other thing I was thinking for, since you still bring up Avengers, mm-hmm. what if you kind of have a shield thing still going on? Because Nick Fury's still like an underground shield now. He just becomes a shield. Like, hey, we, we want to put this shield, this this shield uh, 
not operative, operative but uh train almost like a trainee mm-hmm. he's like hey he's sort Can of you imagine him with the fucking badge like i'm a trainee <laughs> ooh, <you> trainee <laughs> he's got like the 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 shield outfit with the mm-hmm. shield logo it's like i don't even get a name tag yet <laughs> i could actually kind of see that yeah. i just don't know and like, it's like hey like put him with like two of the avengers it's mm-hmm. like hey we kind of want you to train him to be a hero i'm just cur- i'm curious to curious. see what their plans are i was curious but this is where you guys come in let us know what you think down below in the comment section will we ever see deadpool in an avengers movie what do you think is going to be his future with the disney deal going through also kind of here at the end make sure to Support us on Patreon. That is down below in the description. We can't do what we do without the support of our patrons. Also, you can go and support us by getting yourself an MVP t-shirt that is down below in the description. You can also get it at mostvalpodcast.com. You can get your MVP each and every day. And then last but not least, make sure to go onto Apple Podcasts and iTunes and give the Rick and Johnny Podcast a five-star or whatever rating you think we deserve. Hopefully, it's that five-star and let us know why you like listening to the podcast each and every week. But for Johnny Carlick, this is Ricky Widmer, and as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.